2: We're back for hour two at 606-710-KNUS, Randy Corcoran, Lewis Behind the Glass, phone number 303-696-1971. Old buddy Carl Rove up on the screen, they got Fox News on in the studio, so (laughs) I think of Carl, makes me think of my buddy Dick Wadhams, and um, I was just doing a little homework while, uh, during the break, trying to figure out these numbers that I was sent just before the show. And I mentioned, and I did text Dick after the first break last hour to just let him know that i had been received this information, had questions, would love to talk on or off the air. And so um, I'll probably save more serious comment about this until January when we're back live uh, to see what I can find out about it. But it is interesting to see, for instance, that... Uh, Because I went to, what is it called, PACER, Tracer, I think PACER is national, Tracer is local, where you can track campaign spending. And um, I noticed that Dick Wadhams was also paid uh, $13,000 in 2020, um, and he was apparently advocating for yes on Amendment B. That was the uh, amendment to repeal the Gallagher Amendment here in Colorado. And the story that I mentioned at the top of the hour that I'd love to talk to Dick about it, it does say Richard Wadhams instead of Dick Wadhams. All the earlier payments to Wadhams over the years are under Dick. This says Richard, both in Littleton, Colorado. have to believe it's the same guy. Um, But, man, $30,000 that he was paid by Coloradans for affordable housing now. And that was that Proposition 123, which passed and uh, puts tax dollars to, quote, affordable housing. And uh, we talked in some depth about that particular proposal um, on the show before the election, to no avail, obviously. Uh, Colorado is definitely blue. But what is Dick Waddams, the Republican consultant, doing, uh, you know, advocating for some of that stuff? It just doesn't seem to me to align with Republican values. Now, maybe it aligns with his values. And again, not going to get too critical yet because I haven't had a chance to hear back from him or be told to F off by him. Either is quite possible. Let's see here. Um, (laughs) Oh my goodness. I remembered the disc disc jockey who was doing the car giveaway at Burt Chevrolet in 1984, December 15th or 22nd, one of the Saturdays right before Christmas, when I won the 1985 brand-new Chevrolet Corvette right off of the showroom floor. The deal was you could factory order your own car, but I couldn't wait. So I took a little lesser of the car, didn't have all the options I could have ordered if I'd wanted one. I just took it right then and there. And, man, had a wonderful Christmas and New Year's, I can tell you that. But I couldn't remember. I remember Joe Myers, the lady who was there, who was down right next to me, hands on my leg, like squeezing my leg, hold that clutch down. And I pushed down the clutch and the car started. I thought she was going to have a, an or, uh, a heart attack. And uh, it, was, it was pretty exciting except for our poor last caller who was also there and had a key and never even got to try and stick it into the ignition. But anyway, the disc jockey was Steve Cooper. And man, he was good on the air. And I, I think he has passed away. Read something about that in one of the radio magazines. Um, but he was just a really good FM jock. Had great voice and KBPI, Steve Cooper. I mean, he just, there was something about listening to him that I really liked. And then a texter. This is classic 710. Didn't know the name, but I just looked him up and he looks like a real leftist, woke. Well, back in 1984, come on. He probably just had old hippie. And maybe that meant leftist. I don't know, but. Uh, Man, we are strict, aren't we, around here? Okay, let's see what the list is so far. Some more names came in as suggestions for some pre-recorded interviews for our pre-recorded New Year's Eve version of Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, the last two-hour show, because we'll be picking up our third hour when we do our first live show in January. It'll be 5 to 8 then. But the names on the list so far, Lauren Bobert, yeah, I mean, I I love her, but we can get her pretty much any time we'd like, so a recorded interview with her. But people do love her, so maybe so. Rahim Kassam, I like that idea. And it's great with Rahim because he will not do Saturday interviews. He's got a religious prohibition to working on Saturdays. So unless I'm filling in for somebody during the week, can't get Rahim Kassam. Carrie Lake is on the list. Ronna McDaniel, Harmeet, Dylan, Mike Lindell, the three people who are running for chair of the – national GOP, the RNC. Steve Reams suggested, sheriff of Weld County, the uh, that we should do a segment on hot rods. And I really like that idea. So, because Steve's a hot rodder, man, and we always have joked about pitting one of my old hot rods against his 1,000 horsepower Mustang. I'll probably have to do a little sabotage to win that race, but uh, you know, you got to win on the, on the drag strip. So we'll we'll definitely get Steve on the show sometime very, very soon. And then I love this latest suggestion from Alexa Jerome Corsi. So if you have any ideas about uh, people that we just don't hear from, I mean, I haven't been doing guests for uh, very much for many weeks uh, with the shortened show, but with the third hour, I think maybe we should start doing one special guest, maybe every show as we go forward. I do prefer to leave as much time for you as possible. So if you have any ideas for the pre-recorded New Year's Eve show, um people you'd like to hear from that you just haven't heard in a long long time, I hope that you will uh either get on the app 710 text to studio and send me a text or give us a call at 303-696-1970. 303-696-1971. If I don't say the whole thing, I have to start over. All right. There are always two things that you have to hear. Every single time you turn it, tune into this show.
0: Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny back in uh, two thousand eight, wasn't it, Barack? Now you certainly can't talk about that now. You can't say anything like that now because talking about elections is just wrong. It's just wrong. And we're going to give you an update on um, Arizona. What's happening there? Very exciting. Carrie Lake has a great battle. The RNC is involved in the battle for the recount, the five or six hundred vote separation between the attorney general candidate um, and uh, and the, the Republican and the Democrat. Very close race there. RNC litigating that on the ground. And then here's the other recording that you just always have to hear if you tune into this show.
0: I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. I'm sorry. What? I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country
2: down. Just always very important to remember that level of hypocrisy. It's just unbelievable. One of the stories I want to make sure that I get to you tonight is how Donald Trump literally punked the entire world on Thursday. And before we jump into uh, to some of that story, let me just remind you about my good friends over there at Cinegenics. I I just know that my energy and uh, all of the things, all of the candles that I'm burning at both ends would likely not be possible without the support of my friends at Cinegenics, Dr. Julie McCallan, Dr. Tim Watt. The holidays are here, and the best way to change your waist size, get back in shape, get your energy fired up is to call my buddies over there, Don't wait. I know my New Year's resolution. Man, those never happen. Just make the call. It'll be a fascinating bit of information for you. You don't have to do anything with it. Reach out to my friends at Cinegenics. They approach healthcare, disease prevention, aging from a research-based methodology. This is not catch-as-catch-can. And whatever you're looking to do, sleep better, increase your libido, boost your immune system, get sharper. Um, put up more resistance to this incredible flu season that everybody's getting knocked with, or just simply lose weight. They create a program designed specifically for you, and I'll tell you, for me, it helped me focus, become stronger, feel in control of my life again without fads or gimmicks. Take it seriously. Take control of your health, and it's just so easy. Give them a call. 720-387-3681. is 720-387-3681. Or the website... Always the easiest place to go, dot com. All right. Maybe since there's little time, we've got, to, well, we could go late. Nah, we'll keep the break tight. So we'll do the Trump uh, punk, Trump punked the world when we come out of this upcoming break. I think we've got just enough time, though, to in honor of the last live stage performance of the January 6th committee. I think it's on Monday, and we're hearing from our very unbiased CBS News that um, they are likely to recommend to the Department of Gen- of Justice, really better called these days the Department of Injustice, that they indict former President Trump on charges of insurrection Obstructing Government Operations and Conspiracy to Defeat the Public. I'm sorry, (laughs) conspiracy, can't read my own writing, to defraud the public. And uh, in honor of some of the courageous heroes who have just worked so hard on that fair and unbiased fact-gathering research entity known as the January 6th Committee, I think it's really important that we spend a little time with Tucker Carlson, I believe, from his show last night, where he gave a little love to the outgoing congressman from Illinois. He saw the writing on the wall. He just could not withstand a primary challenge. So he is resigning from Congress, probably headed to his cushy job on CNN, MSLSD, someplace just like that. But Tucker Carlson did not want to let him get away without a little love.
1: For his part, Kinsinger demonstrated a remarkable ability to make any situation on the planet, no matter how complex or weighty, all about him. Diplomacy by narcissism.
2: Yeah, and if you remember, in fact, I think these clips contain some of the cry sessions, one of the cry sessions from Adam Kinsinger when I think they were giving awards to the Capitol Hill police or whatever. Um, Ugh, this whole January 6th thing. Republicans, you better get to the bottom of this.
1: Like in Syria, Kinzinger's often expressed concern for Syria's men, women, and children is what matters. And because that concern matters so much, Kinzinger has pushed hard to continue the neocon proxy war in Syria. Result? Syria now has no economy left, and there's a massive cholera outbreak in progress. Men, women, and children are dying in huge numbers because it's just the right thing to do. Same in Ukraine. Kinzinger made that clear the other day when he responded personally to a Twitter account called Cat Turd. Because when you're one of Washington's leading authorities on foreign policy, you spend a lot of time on Twitter reading accounts with names like Cat Turd.
2: Uh, And wait till you hear how Kinzinger responded to Cat Turd. I'll tell you what I know about Cat Turd in just a minute, but let's... Squeeze in a call with an uh, old friend of the show, Jack in Wyoming. Jack, Merry Christmas, sir.
0: Yeah, Randy, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas, and I hope your wife improves. If you have any health issues, you need to spend as much time with her as you possibly can.
2: Yeah, man, uh, well, you know, and the other, you know how that goes, and God bless you this year as you head into the holidays, man.
0: And the other thing I was going to say to you, and I haven't said it to you for a while, one eight
2: four three six five. <laughs> the Corvette story triggered that, didn't it? Seven one.
0: Yeah, uh, seven two. Yeah, one, yeah. One
2: eight, eight four three six seven five two, seven two. two. Yeah, well, I got to do the whole thing. See, I yeah, should. Okay, <laughs> go good, ahead, good. Go ahead, man. Hey, but, I- any suggestions? We're going to put together a. Uh, I think we'll see if Kelly will let us do it, but I bet he will. We're going to record some uh, interviews and put them together for a New Year's Eve show. Since I probably would will not be here. Um, anybody you'd like to hear that we don't typically have on the show.
0: Yeah. i like you to get Jack Dorsey on there and let me talk to him.
2: <laughs> oh man. God, I, th- there ought to be prison for some of these folks, man. There ought to be prison. God bless you. Know, you Jack. It's,
0: it's just...
3: okay. Bye.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, Jack is a, a long time caller, uh, all the way back to my first morning show. Um, when I was doing a weekday morning show at another station. And so that there's some history there. And, uh, so I guess we've got time to finish the Tucker, um, just the farewell from Tucker to Adam Kinzinger and who really got troubled by something that uh, cat turd on Twitter had to say. And cat turd is somebody who is, um, really aggressively followed on on Twitter he he comes from the right but he's just philosophical points and perspectives that are fascinating has about 1.1 million followers and apparently cat turd had something to say to Adam Kinzinger and Tucker noticed
1: so the other day cat turd made the mistake of posting a meme that seemed to mock the colors of the Ukrainian flag Colors that are sacred to Adam Kinzinger and every other empathetic soccer mom from mid-40s. You can imagine how offensive that was. It was like telling an off-color joke about Meghan Markle. It could not stand. And so alone and battling debilitating hot flashes in his kitchen, fighting the urge to open yet another bag of chips ahoy, Adam Kinzinger fought back. Literal evil, he wrote in a late-night response to Cat Turd. On Twitter. If I met you in person, it would not end well. For you, sicko. Whoa. Hear that, Cat Turd? It will not end well for you. That's not a pillow fight, Adam Kinzinger is talking about. That's a full on slap fight with hair pulling. This is real. You'd better apologize. Our heart goes out to Cat Turd tonight, who's probably cowering in a litter box somewhere, waiting for Adam Kinzinger to show up with sharpened nails. Mock the Ukrainian flag, get scratched. Those are the rules, Cat Turd. It's a tough town. Meow. <laughs>
2: Adam Kinzinger, what an embarrassment. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just finish up this piece so we can move on. Um, Tucker concluded his little diatribe, and it's longer than that. We didn't get the whole thing, but uh, you could find it on YouTube if you want to hear it. But here's how he concluded.
1: But speaking of how it will all end, how's it going to end for Adam Kinzinger? Well, we suspect it'll end like it began, in anonymity. In just weeks, Adam Kinzinger will be another CNN contributor. No one will ever see him again. But we will never forget him. Adam Kinsinger will live forever in our hearts as an example of what a man can be when he stops trying to be a man and unleashes the emotionally fragile divorced single mom within. Have another glass of Chardonnay and listen to me cry. Yes, Ms. Kinsinger, we will. So here it is one last time.
0: I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. But you guys won. You guys help. You know democracies are not defined by our bad days.
1: Au revoir, Adam Kinzinger. See you at Soul Cycle.
2: No, and republics aren't defined by their by their bad days either. Don't you hate when people call us a democracy. ugh! And so many people, I know we got to get to the break. So many people on our side are adopting the language of the left. We hear now um, illegal migrants instead of illegal aliens. We we're just told the things that we can and can't say. And the, and some people are well intentioned. They're trying to not to be, you know, confrontive or, objectionable in some way, be liked by more people, maybe therefore be listened to by more people. I don't know that they don't realize that every time you give up, even the ground of language, you are giving up territory to the radical left and look at where it has brought us to look at the open border. 7,800 illegal aliens a day. It's a small city crossing into the United States every single day. And that's just one example. So, all right, the uh, suggestions continue to roll in on the text-to-studio app, 710-CAN-US. Get the app if you don't have it, crystal clear, 710-CAN-US, all of our podcasts, anytime, anywhere, on your smart device or computer. And you can text to the studio, Steve Bannon or Cash Patel. I, um... I can't remember. I've I've certainly had Steve around, had him at an Arapaho Tea Party meeting as well. Cash Patel, I can't remember if I have interviewed him or not. But the text messages keep coming in. Donald Trump, yeah, I think that may be a little above my pay grade. Cash Patel, though, I might have a shot at. So we'll keep coming with the suggestions and uh, stay with us because when we come back, I'm going to share with you How Donald J. Trump, the past and future president of the United States, punked the entire world last Thursday. 625-710-KNUS. I think last week that came up and we had a guest on the line, so we just couldn't let it air out. Loving me a little Grand Funk Railroad. The recommendations keep coming in on the 710-KNUS text-to-studio line. Let's see. Interview one of President Trump's children, Johnny says, or President Trump himself. Yeah, I managed to get invited to Mar-a-Lago twice in the in one month, which was pretty cool. Meet the president first time, outside of you know an RNC uh, Republican National Committee meeting or something like that, but actually interact with him one-on-one, and that was pretty phenomenal. But a little above my pay grade for an interview, I think. Here's another one: Chuck and Julie. That would be fun. Long time since we've heard their voices here on 710 Can U.S. Sean Foyt, F-E-U-C-H-T, Jesus Christ Super Spreader, Let Us Worship. Sean fought the lockdowns by worshiping outdoors. That's awesome. I don't know the name. Um, This is the New Year's Eve show. Um, Christmas Eve will be uh, a Christmas show. I won't be here for that either. But uh, yeah, give me some information about Sean Foyd. I'd love to find out about that if I'm pronouncing it correctly, because, you know, obviously I was involved in a lot of that litigation, trying to keep people open, trying to hold the government accountable. Uh, very tall orders, unfortunately. But um, love the suggestions. Just keep them coming. I imagine we'll be able to put together a pretty fun show here for New Year's Eve. All right. I've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Donald Trump. Absolutely punking the entire world on Thursday, I believe it was. And the only way I found out about it was on Twitter because my old buddy Steve Dace from the Blaze Radio, author extraordinaire, talk radio host extraordinaire till he moved to Blaze TV, um, the only guy who ever let me uh, fill in on his nationally syndicated radio talk show before he moved on to Blaze TV, uh, and just maybe one of the smartest fastest minded people I have ever met when hanging around with him is exhausting, just trying to keep up. And on Twitter, he retweeted this advertisement about these Donald Trump superhero digital cards, special edition. Trump had been promoting a major announcement for literally, I don't know maybe 48 hours or so. Stay tuned. Major announcement coming. People thought, is he not going to run for president? It was, you know, what is it? And the announcement that came after all of that buildup was for these 45,000 Trump digital superhero cards, special limited edition for, and I don't know how it works, these tokens or whatever they are, $99 each. And man, oh man, did that just blow people away. People like Steve Dace and others were just like, you know, look, Ron DeSantis is taking on, uh, you know, the COVID conspiracy and, and, uh, um, doing so many positive things. And your big announcement is Trump digital cards. And I have to admit, and I trust Steve Dace. You know, if I read something that he says, I know there's substance to it. And, uh, When I retweeted his question about that, his condescension, his criticism about that, I retweeted it with the comment of, hmm, like, you know, really, Donald Trump, what are you doing? So before I tell you how he punked everybody, let me just tell you what he did with those cards. Those 45,000 Trump digital cards, 100 bucks a piece, 99 if you want to be specific, sold out within 24 hours. So he drew all kinds of attention he raised almost four and a half million, four million four hundred and fifty five thousand dollars by selling those things for his campaign coffers in one day. In one day. So that's punk one. But then, I don't know how many hours later, after these things sold out, maybe it was even the next day, but not very long after. The real Trump announcement came out. If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's a. And by the way, that's exactly how he started it. Uh, this speech about free speech, uh, kind of a certainly a campaign ad, you could call it. I think he released it on his social media platform, Truth Social. It was, of course, immediately picked up on Twitter and elsewhere. Played on YouTube. Played pieces of it. Paid, played on. Uh, TV stations, at least conservative ones and in conservative media. Um, But it's a cold open just like that. We'll start it over and play it again.
4: If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple just like dominoes. One by one, they'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the american people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed and it must happen immediately and here's my plan.
2: And then Trump goes into a five-part plan. We've got all five parts there. They're all, well, one of them's a little more than a minute, but most of them are less than a minute. So we're going to play every single one of them for you. And it was very interesting when I went and looked for this audio to um, send to Lewis and ask him to carve up for the show. The, uh, the you know, I, I used a Google search. I, I now always do comparable searches. Like I will pull up Duck, Duck Go or Google or some other search engine and Google just to see how they stack the searches because Google is so far left in the way they're prioritizing searches now. But anyway, when I looked for that, um, for that, the video to get the audio from one of the top three, um, links that came up on Google. I'm very technically a student, all this, as you can tell, one of the top three links came up that said, sweaty president Trump rambles about free speech. And I took a look at the video. Did you watch that while you were recording? Did he look sweaty to you? I mean, come on.
0: Uh, No, he looked the same. No, he's, it was
2: shiny. He had light on him. He's, he's got that, uh, you know, that spray on tan or whatever. I mean, he lives in Florida. It may be the color of his skin. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It was those hot lights. Yeah. Really kind of blaring at him,
2: but it wasn't sweat. There was no sweat running down or anything. It wasn't, And and he looks good, by the way. I mean, he looked good when I was in Mar-a-Lago. Sounds good. Energy good. Um, he was very, uh, you know, obviously confident and assured in giving this presentation. But it's just so funny. The Uniparty, which is the radical left and most components of the Democrat Party, and then a fair chunk of the Republican Party, which we can just lump together and call the Uniparty, the Mitch McConnell Adam Kinzinger branch, the Dick Wadhams and and Carl Rove branch, all of your favorites. Um, anything they can do to try and take this guy out, even Mitch McConnell when he's giving his uh, his uh, little diatribes, his little mumbling speeches, is using very carefully chosen language to try and you know really uh, make. Donald Trump a non-starter for Republicans or as a candidate or anything else really disgusting and it's not working but I digress Donald Trump will hear at least part 1 of his five-part plan for free speech then we'll go to our break and finish it up when we come back for the final segment of the show here's part 2
4: first within hours of my inauguration
2: all right made me sound dumb i mean that is our te- uh, that is our audio clip number 2 so but this is the first part of his plan
4: First, within hours. All right,
2: let me correct myself. It made me sound dumber than usual. Not just dumb, but just dumber than usual. Okay, here we go.
4: First, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize, or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech as mis or disinformation. And I will begin the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who has engaged in domestic censorship, directly or indirectly, whether they are the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Health, Human Services, the FBI, the DOJ, no matter who they are.
2: Don't you love it? After my inauguration, <laughs> a little bit of confidence there. And uh, and then just listing all of the alphabet agencies that have to be exposed for their political activism. So dangerous to freedom here in the United States of America right now. And nobody better to call it out because no one, maybe no one in history, has been victimized more by the alphabet agencies and by the suppression of free speech Probably not going to get to the Twitter files tonight. Really don't have the time to dig in where we'd belong. Plenty of time in the new year as more and more comes out from Twitter. But we are learning just how much impact they had on the 2020 election and how much has been done coordinating between the alphabet agencies and the former uh, speech police at Twitter to absolutely impact what you can say, what you can think, what you can learn about. These are very, I mean, it's angering, it's frustrating, but now the things that we believed, the things that we predicted, the things that we talked about are being proven true. And to me, that is very, very exciting. Before we go to break, let's see, any other suggestions for guests? We're putting together, we don't have a live show next week, it's a Christmas uh, Christmas special. And then for New Year's Eve, I had the option to come in, but I declined, and so we're going to I'm going to talk to Kelly about putting together a special show of just interviews of special guests that we don't get to talk to very much. Uh, And then when we come back in January, we pick up that third hour and we won't be in such a rush to get through everything every time we get together here on Saturday nights. But we're looking for suggestions for interviews. And we got an interesting pastor who, uh, his life story, very active in fighting current trends with his love of Jesus and Took on the uh, the shutdowns by by uh, conducting services outside. Very very cool. We got some some of the usual suspects: Lauren Bobert, uh, Carrie Lake, uh, Ronna McDaniel, Harmie Dillon, Mike Lindell, the three candidates for the GOP. Um, Sheriff Steve Reams said we should do a hot rod show, so he and I have been texting throughout the show, and I think maybe we'll do that at the start of the year. Jerome Corsi was a great suggestion from Alexa. Steve Bannon, Cash Patel, came on the text to studio. Jack Dorsey, uh, yeah, the Twitter guy, that's not happening. Chuck and Julie, I loved that one. And Donald Trump from our old friend Johnny. Uh, oh, here's here's someone with a sense of humor. Eric Coomer, I've never heard him interviewed. It could be a first. Uh, yeah, if you can get it past his lawyers, I'm game. Anyway, it is six forty three. We're headed to the final segment of the show. So when we come back, we'll play parts two, three, four and five of President Donald J. Trump and candidate Donald J. Trump's plan to address the attack on our free speech. I sure liked part one, and uh, I think you'll like it just as much as I do. So I hope you'll stay with us. 303-696-1971 if you'd like to get in with the last Christmas wish. Our last show of 2022, of course, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Stay with us on 710 KNUS. Give me back my bullets, so says Leonard Skinner. Yeah, government's been buying them up. Well, anyway, we're the final segment of the show, the final show of 2022. Final show of 2022, and um, looks like we may have a very special guest calling in. You getting him? Oh, is he good? Is he ready? Oh, I'm sorry. See, Lewis is so far ahead of me that I can't even keep up. So I was just wondering, and I should have asked him before the show, But it just occurred to me last week we had the Guinness Book of World Records record holder for consecutive marathons, some 23 or 26 miles. And he ran over 65 of them, I think, by the time that we had him on the show. And he was not done. So it just occurred to me as we got near the end of the show that, uh, gosh, is Malachi O'Brien still running? Let's find out. Malachi joins us now. Malachi, welcome.
3: Hey, thanks for having me back on the show, Randy. Glad to be here. Yeah,
2: man. Are you still running?
3: I'm still running. We finished uh, marathon number 72, and we're closing in on almost 1,900 miles ran thus far. Wow.
2: So remind folks, or for folks who weren't with us last week, how many miles are you running each day?
3: Yeah, so, so a marathon's 26.2 miles. I go about 26.5 just to go a little bit beyond what Guinness is asking for, so there's no doubt whatsoever that the distance has been covered.
2: Yeah, and you're having to wear uh, the, the camera on the helmet and a special watch and all kinds of stuff. They're keeping very close track of what you're doing.
3: Oh, 100%. There is more rules about what Guinness wants for verification than exa- than actually there are about exactly how to do the run. So I carry a GoPro with me, video everything, and then I take a picture every single mile, and then my Garmin watch covers the distance. And when it's all said and done, I'll turn in all of that for verification. And once they approve it all, that's when they say, all right, you officially have the record. So so as of today,
2: 72 days in a row, you've run at least 26.2 miles and uh and you broke the record last wednesday and now you're just breaking your own guinness world record every single day
3: every single day yeah that's kind of a unique thought to think every day is a new <laughs> world record so yeah it's kind of fun to think about that
2: that is so cool so um real quick tell folks why you're doing this and i know i don't know if you've got a website up yet or not but just tell us what's going on
3: sure sure so um again i would tell people to the best place to go is my Instagram feed. We're wor- working on the website, uh, which is just Malachi O'Brien on Instagram. I mean, I'm the only Malachi O'Brien you're going to find on Instagram. It's pretty easy. But uh, the two main causes are foster care and adoption and youth mental health. I think there are two, those are two issues that I guarantee every one of your listeners, to some degree, either have some sort of impact on their life or somebody in their family, guaranteed.
2: Well, I'll tell you this, uh, my friend. uh, I'm going to be off the air for the next three weeks. And uh, if you're still running, three weeks from today, we will have you back to uh, celebrate this most extraordinary feat for a most wonderful cause.
3: Hey, thank you. I'd be honored to do that. Absolutely. And keep up the great work. I love it.
2: You bet. God bless you, my friend. Thank you.
3: Hey, take care. Uh
2: The son of my literally oldest friend on the planet. The guy that I met first, remember, the first memory that I have of a human being outside of my family is his brother who came over and fell out of our treehouse. Um, but uh, he was older than I was. So so's Craig O'Brien, Malachi's dad. Um, but it's just interesting to have these, you know, these people that have been a part of your life for your whole life and then have uh, one of their children do just something so incredibly miraculous. So we will certainly check in with Malachi in 21 days when we're back on the air with our three-hour show, and that would put him at marathon number 93 in a row if he keeps running 26.2 miles a day. Really, really spectacular. Okay, before we run out of time, I want you to hear the rest of Donald Trump's free speech Plan What he had to say after he punked everybody raised four and a half million bucks with these Trump digital cards collector items sold out in 24 hours. People were mocking him. That's your big announcement. And then he comes out with this. This is part two.
4: Second, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new online censorship regime, which is absolutely destructive and terrible and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. These include possible violations of federal civil rights law, campaign finance laws, federal election law, securities law, and antitrust laws, the Hatch Act, and a host of other potential criminal, civil, regulatory, and constitutional offenses. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans To immediately send preservation letters, and we have to do this right now, to the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant, ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. Third, upon my inauguration as president, I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk, revising Section 230, to get big online platforms out of censorship business. From now on, digital platforms should only qualify for immunity protection under Section 230 if they meet high standards of neutrality, transparency, fairness and non-discrimination. We should require these platforms to increase their efforts to take down unlawful content such as child exploitation and promoting terrorism while dramatically curtailing their power to arbitrarily restrict. Lawful speech.
2: We'll finish points four and five before the end of the show, but I've got to respond to this text message. RC, I love what President Trump has done, but if he is the Republican nominee, it will split the party to shreds. It's time to move past Mr. Trump. I think there are other Republicans out there that share our values. God, I hope so. Great text. And I, I agree. God, I hope so. Um, but here's the thing. The same people that are desperate to take Trump out of the running in the Republican Party, that is the Mitch McConnell side, the Karl Rove side, the Dick Wadham side of the Republican Party. um, Some of them are no more enamored of of um, Ron DeSantis. And I I assure you of that. Mitch McConnell, the Washington big dogs, um, they want nothing like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis in their White House. Peter uh, Schweitzer did a wonderful interview with Mark Levin that I heard sometime this week that uh, that really talked about this. He's got a new book on Mitch McConnell and those two names came up. And so, um this this phony resistance to Donald Trump is primarily by people who were barely trumpers when he before he won the presidency and were never trumpers as soon as he supposedly lost the presidency in 2020. So, boy, hot topics for 2023. But I love text messages like this, and I love listeners. I uh, wish you folks would call um, with those kinds of competing points because quite often we hear from folks and we're in agreement on a whole lot of things, and I love the back and forth. All right, let's finish up the Donald Trump proposal for free speech when, as he says, he is inaugurated in 2025.
4: Fourth, we need to break up the entire toxic censorship industry that has arisen under the false guise of tackling so-called myths and disinformation. The federal government should immediately stop funding all nonprofits and academic programs that support this authoritarian project. If any U.S. Not university here. is discovered to have engaged in censorship activities or election interferences in the past such as flagging social media content for removal of blacklisting, those universities should lose federal research dollars and federal student loan support for a period of five years and maybe more. We should also enact new laws laying out clear criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to do an end run around the Constitution and deprive Americans of their first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights. In other words, deprive them of their vote. And once you lose those elections, and once you lose your borders like we have, you no longer have a country. Furthermore, to confront the problems of major platforms being infiltrated by legions of former deep staters and intelligence officials, there should be a seven-year calling-off period before any employee of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DNI, DHS, or DOD is allowed to take a job at a company possessing vast quantities of U.S. user data.
2: We're not going to get to the final point. Uh, Look it up. Listen to it yourself. Donald Trump on fire. It's going to be a very interesting next couple of years. Music is here, though. We've got to call it a day. Don't forget Backbone Radio tomorrow night at 4 p.m. Dr. Matt Dunn, always hot. Will not be seeing you live for probably the next three weeks. Well, I will fill in for Stefan Tubbs on December 26th. God loves you, so do I. I just want to
4: say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize 52nd, no. to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what
0: the <laughs> he wants.